Hey, welcome once again. This is Elle at Iron Dove. Dialogue is the key to reform. Access is the key to dialogue. Iron Dove provides both. Come on down. Sign up for the community forum. Talk it up. Let's see what we can figure out. Today's podcast is entitled Representation. And the premise is that all people have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Not just men as inscribed on the wall at the Jefferson Memorial in the capital of this country. I got a, uh, a message today from somebody who listened to yesterday's cast and, and, and she said, well, I agree, so what can we do? I work hard, I'm a mother, and, and nobody, including and especially my own government, values what I do. And uh, and it's true and and you know what what can we do that's the big question what can we do and and I think that what we can do is we need to come together you know it's critical mass kind of a thing if one person complains nobody cares that much two people complain yeah you're a loudmouth three four five people complain now you have a little group a hundred people complain now maybe people are listening. A hundred thousand people complain, more people are listening. A million people complain, now we have some real possibility for change. And that's really what we need to do. And I think that to start with, and this seems so elementary, but representation is absolutely essential. Now, George Bush has nominated the Supreme Court for John Roberts. And, you know, I don't particularly agree with this appointment uh, or, or uh, nomination, but other people have other opinions. It doesn't really matter. What I think is this should be a woman. And why do I think this should be a woman? I think it should be a woman because of the, let's see, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16 Supreme Court justices ever in this country, in the history of the United States of America, not one has been a woman. Not one has been a man of color. Not one has been anything other than a white, grumpy-looking man. And I guess that's really not fair to say grumpy-looking. You know, these, these portraits back then were not very good. But in any case, they haven't done such a great job. And the really scary thing about this is that a Supreme Court Justice, and that's what John Roberts is being nominated for, Supreme Court Justice, um, This guy can dramatically shift what is and what is not allowed under the Constitution. You know, this court, if it isn't properly representative of the people of this country, then it isn't looking out for the people of this country. It's only looking out for the people it represents. 
And I don't care what anybody says. Yes, they're supposed to be judges, and they're supposed to be fair, and they're supposed to be that, whatever. You know what? They're human beings. They're just people. And people have opinions, and people have biases, and people have all kinds of different things that enter into their perspective. And being a man enters into your perspective just as being a woman enters into your perspective. And coming at the world from a woman's point of view is very different than coming at any issue from a man's point of view. When Sandra Day O'Connor retires, she must be replaced by a woman. There are only two women right now on Supreme Court. It's it's crazy. I'm not sure how it can be considered representative for nine Supreme Court justices that only one is a woman. How is that fair representation? How? I'm looking for my papers here. Hold on. I had the occasion to be in Washington, D.C. not long ago. And... uh, I had my children with me, and and so I took them around to see some of the more important sites in Washington. And uh, obviously, I um, I took them to Jefferson Memorial, and I took them to uh, the uh, Lincoln Memorial, and and I and I took a picture of um, an inscription inscribed in stone. We've all heard it many times, and yet we, women, probably don't even think about this. But let me read this to you. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. Men, not women, not people, but men. That they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness that to secure these rights governments are instituted among men not women not people just men we solemnly publish and declare that these colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states and for the support of this declaration we with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence we mutually pledge our lives our fortunes and our sacred honor And, you know, that is one of those things. That's like the root of the problem. Written in these, in in carved in stone, men have the, men are endowed with, with the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Not people. They should take the stone, they should scrape it off, and they should replace that with people. We hold these truths to be self evident that all people are created equal. They are endowed by the Creator with certain inalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among people. 
You know, it's so simple. And yet, it's part of the machine. It's part of the <laughs> process of keeping the status quo. It's not easy to make change. People resist change like the Dickens. They can't stand change. Nobody wants to change. Kids hate the start of a new school year. People stay, hate starting a new job. People hate coming back from vacation. People don't, you know, everything. Change is so difficult for people. But without change, there's no growth. You have to change in order to grow. And this country has to change in order to grow. You're stagnating. You're stagnant. We're sitting in this place where an entire segment of the country is not represented. We have a right to vote, finally. And yet, we don't. We have the power of our voices. We have the power to congregate. We have the power to spend or not spend. But we don't use it. And we must make an effort to change this. I am completely mortified by the fact that this John Roberts has been nominated as the Chief Justice, not even just an Associate Justice. I mean, how do you put this junior guy in front of all of these other people who have infinitely more experience and make him the Chief Justice? You know, it reeks of problem. It reeks of Mm, agenda. And what is the agenda? You know, what exactly is the agenda? Well, this guy has a record of fighting affirmative action efforts, fighting race or gender efforts, fighting every kind of possible stepping stone that would help to equalize the balance of power between men and women and people of various um, races. Basically, he's keeping the white male balance of power in power. That's, that's what he does. That's his voting record. Um, you know, <laughs> it's, it's a problem because this isn't like an elected guy. This is somebody who is appointed by the President of the United States for a lifetime term. And with the flick of a pen, with the, just a, he can change people's lives. He can give you or take away from you, as a woman, your right to choices and all kinds of other rights. He is the most powerful justice on the Supreme Court because he has the right to assign 
who's going to review certain cases and whether a case even gets reviewed at all. Um, it's no wonder that the NAACP has, uh, opposes him. It's no wonder that people oppose him. You know, he has a terrible record. He's a terrible record. I, and it doesn't even matter that he has a terrible record. You know, what matters is that of the nine Supreme Court justices, once Sandra Day leaves, only one will be a woman. And with Sandra Day there, only two are women. That's not a 50-50 split. That's not even fair. How do we change this stuff? How do we make change? You know what? We demand representation. Ladies, that's what we do. We demand representation. And unless we're willing to demand representation, unless we are willing to stand up and start talking loudly, unless we insist on representation, unless we say, you know what? We're not going to play the game anymore. Unless we do that, there will not be change. And, and you know, <laughs> the, the system is so insidious. <sighs> From the time children are little, little children, they're indoctrinated into the plan. They're made into the worker bees. You know, you've got two and a half year olds that are going to daycare and preschool and so that they can become part of the system, so that they learn how to do, you know, stand on the line. Get on the line over here. Everybody stands on the long line. You queue up and you, you know. People aren't even thought to be independent thinkers anymore. They can't stand independent thinkers in public school. It just rubs them completely the wrong way and they don't know what to do with them. If you're an independent thinker in the public school, you're a behavioral problem. Well, the truth is, these are the people who are going to make change. So start thinking. Start talking. Start emailing. Come to the community forum. Talk to each other. Let's see what we can figure out. Be an independent thinker. This is not tough stuff. You just have to be willing to grow. And in order to be willing to grow, you got to be willing to make change. And that might even mean making a change in your very own house. Do you, every day, do something that you say, why do I have to do this? How is that fair? How is that right? How is it that the balance of power in my own house is so tilted to one side? Well, change it. Baby steps, you know? baby steps. I, uh, I have a funny story. I, I moved into uh, my very first house. My husband and I, we bought this house and when we moved in, there was this giant coal bin in the basement, two tons of coal. And we didn't want to burn it. We wanted to just get rid of it. You know, the, the coal stove was gone and the, there was just a big room full of coal, ceiling floor full of coal. And I called people and I had people come and they would come and look and they would say, I'll call you with an estimate. They would never call. They'd never come. Nobody would take the stuff away. And finally one day I got tired of looking at it 
And so every day I took a coffee can and I went downstairs and I scooped out a coffee can full of coal and I brought it upstairs and I dumped it in the kitchen trash. Every single day I did this for seven or eight years. And one day I got to the bottom of the coal bin. I mean, I got to the bottom. I couldn't believe it. I scooped out two tons of coal and it took seven or eight years of just one coffee can at a time. And you know, when you get that daunting task, and this is a daunting task, shifting the balance of, ta of power to, to, to middle when it's so out of balance, it's a daunting task. It's like the cat in the hat syndrome. It's so big and so deep and so tall, you know? It's just, it's just unbelievable. But you know what? Consistent action. No matter how small the step is, no matter how small the scoop is, eventually you get to the bottom. And when I finally got to the bottom and I swept out the room, it was this gigantic room. I couldn't believe it. It was amazing. And whenever I think about something being just too overwhelming, I think about that, that coal room, the coal bin, one coffee can at a time, one coffee can at a time, one person at a time, one step at a time, starting with representation, starting with talking to each other, starting with putting our minds together, putting our voices together, putting our power together. We need to come to a common understanding. And, and in order to do that, we need to dialogue. We need to come together and we need to talk about it. And we, women, need to figure this out and then present it and say, hey, this is what we figured out. Not one or two or three or four or five of us. Not one Senate, you know, representative. I mean, it's ridiculous. You know what? Our women's representation in the Senate, it's a joke. You want to know how bad it is? 270 senators and 14 are women. That's like less than 6%. That's 5.2%. That's the kind of representation we get, 5.2%. It's ridiculous. It's a joke. It's not even funny. That's not representation at all. That's like, uh, you know, throwing a bone. It's such a joke that, that they don't even put the actual number. They put how many women have been in the Senate in the history of the country, not this year, because it's such a pathetic representation, you know? One or two or three of us isn't going to do it. We need millions of us. Millions of us need to get together and say, yo, guys, done. You're done. You're doing a lousy job. You're not representing us. You're not doing what we need. You're not looking out for the best interest of our children and our future. And now you need to, you know, stand aside a little bit relinquish some of this power to to other people. No egos, no special interests. The only special interest we have is the future of our children and the peace on this planet. And that should be the only special interest of anybody in government. Government by the people, for the people. That's the premise. So if you believe like I believe, and I hold these truths to be self-evident, 
that all people are created equal and that all people are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights and among these are life liberty and the pursuit of happiness and that to secure these rights governments are instituted among people and people includes women who need to be represented so come on down to the community forum sign in start talking it up let's see what we can figure out together we have power even individually we have power all we have to do is be willing to take it and be willing to use it and be willing to change until tomorrow this is Al signing out <laughs>